ladies. Welcome to Speak Life Project with Lex. I'm so glad that you stopped in. This is a safe place where we talk about all the things from real life topics, daily struggles, and most topics that people don't want to talk about. And before we dive in, remember to like, subscribe, share, and keep up with all the things that's happening here with on Speak Life. So the topic that I want to talk about today is, I want to say this, tis the season. Like it's the season for cold weather, which I strongly despise. <laughs> the season where we're shopping and getting lists together for Christmas and we got Thanksgiving and all the different things of the, that comes with the holidays. And so it's always a joyous time. And so... It's a joyous time and it's a facade that some put on. So here I, here I go from here to... Uh, <laughs> so it's also the season for the seasonal depression that people love to claim. The loneliness that some people experience because they have nobody, they have no family. Or it's the season where people are reminded of the crazy family that they have. And so... I wanted to talk about that, but more so on the part of the seasonal depression, because it's a real thing, guys. Like people may try to look like they're great on the outside. They got the glitz and the glam and the fashion and they got the they're singing the songs and they got the songs on the Christmas songs and they have the fireplace and the Christmas tree and all the things, all the pretty things. But deep down inside they're depressed, they have a spirit of heaviness, they're lonely, they're in a dark place because around the holidays, it, it could be a practical thing or it could be a spiritual thing where, you know, you're reminded that you don't have family, maybe a loved one died around that time. So every year that comes up and the, the feelings of it comes up and if you didn't resolve things, those feelings come up or there's triggers that trigger certain things or the practical side is you didn't get enough vitamin D. <laughs> We're all locked up inside. I know for me, like I'll go out and about, but I dread it. If I could, I would just hibernate. And I know there's some people out there that will not leave the house. You'll, you, you'd rather be isolated than to socialize and be around people. And so you just Netflix and chill it up all day. Binge watch this. Listen to that. You have all your food delivered to your house so you don't have to leave. But it doesn't have to be that way. So like I said, it's practical. Like you didn't get enough vitamin D. You don't want to get out. Or it's spiritual where you have a spirit of heaviness because of the reminder of not having family, lonely, depressed. You're not wanting to be around family, but you have to because th this is the time that family, they get together the most, where they get together the most. So whatever the reason is, I wanted to hit on the topic of depression when people claim it too. Like I've heard of people saying, oh, it's that time of year. That means that the spirit of heaviness is going to come on me. And I'm like, why would you even say that? But in reality, they're recognizing a cycle or a pattern that's taking place. And if you haven't yet, uh, probably like four episodes ago, I talked about that, talked about how you can break cycles and patterns and generational curses. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that if that's what you're experiencing. But in Isaiah 61.3, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says there's a garment of praise for the spirit of, he of heaviness. And what does that mean? So I'm going to try to give you a solution for the spirit of heaviness. And I'm not just that person that's like talking about it, but never experienced it. I'm speaking from experience because I was that person that was 
depressed, not only around the holidays, just all the time. I always had that spirit of heaviness and loneliness and all the things. And then there's the other side of it for the young people. Like I know in my lingo, in my day and age, when I was younger as a teenager, we called it the, we look, we were looking for, we're taking applications for snuggle buddies, <laughs> for cuddle buddies. I don't know if they call it that now. They probably call it something else, but there's that aspect of it. You're so lonely that you're willing to go shack up with anybody because you don't want to be alone and it's cold at night. So you want somebody to hold you, but it's not the person that's meant to hold you. So here you are in the arms of some person that you thought it was cute to look cute with and take pictures with and cuddle with. But in the end, you end up down a path that you were never meant to be in. And it's not only teenagers that are like that. There's grown women that do this. I've seen grown women do it around this time. It's always around the holidays because, you know, we're cold. It's cold out there unless you live in the warm states, which if you do, that's a whole nother story. But, <laughs> but guys, we could, we can, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to, we don't need to search for a cuddle buddy. We can pray for the right person to come around if you're not married. And then obviously if you're married, you better not be looking for some cuddle buddies. <laughs> And then if you do have a spirit of heaviness or depression, you don't have, it doesn't have to be like that every year. And if you are that person that you lost someone that was dear to your heart, it could be a parent, a family member, it could be a close friend, it could be a spouse, a child, no matter who that, that person was, it doesn't, you can remember them, but it doesn't have to be to the point that it brings you down and causes you not to function in your everyday life. And so that's why I wanted to shed light on it because there's a solution. We know the solution. Some of us know that Jesus is the solution, but then there's others that may not know that. And so I just wanted to bring up the topic because I'm so sad and, I, and it breaks my heart to see even friends that grow through this every single year where they're just allowing the spirit of heaviness, allowing depression to overtake them so much so that they don't function. And here's what happens. It's literally a cycle. They don't function. The next thing you know, the whole winter, they're just, you barely see them or they're just always mopey. And the new year comes, they didn't really focus on the, the, the year to come and what God was wanting them to do for the upcoming year. So then they just end up saying the same and walking out the same path. And 10 years from now, they're the same person with the same thing. And it's like, come on, guys we can break that off. And part of maturing is to realize the things that's going on and saying, you know what, God? Yes, I do deal with depression in the spirit of heaviness. I need help. It's really like humbling thyself and saying, God, I need help with this. So what is a garment of praise? A garment of praise is a spiritual garment that God gives you. When you begin to praise him, even when you feel depressed. So I know when I used to go through this season of depression, I would literally, when I heard that, when I hear, okay, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, in the spirit, in the spirit, I would say, okay, Lord, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to begin to praise you. I'm going to go to your word and find praises that I can say, because I don't even know how to do that. Like, that's how down and out I was. And so I encourage you for a practical way, if you are experiencing this, or if you know somebody in your life that is experiencing this. To go begin by praying, be, pray and say, okay, Lord, I'm dealing with the spirit of heaviness. So-and-so is dealing with the spirit of heaviness. Help me to realize areas 
that I'm experiencing this and that I feel like there's there's no hope, there's despair. And help me to get through this. Show me how to praise my way through it. And he'll show you. And then the next thing is to meditate on his word. So one thing that I enjoy doing is I'll go through the word. Or even if you don't have the strength to do that, or you don't have the knowledge, or you don't even know where to start, Google it. <laughs> That's what Google is for. I'm laughing because there's like a whole side story. I'm going to tell you guys. So <laughs> there was a church that we were a part of. And one of the pastors one day, he was talking on a specific topic. He was preaching. And I don't think he knew where he was going with it. So he goes, you know what I'm saying? He's like, just Google it. <laughs> we were dying laughing. We're like, he's like, just Google it. And every word that came out of his mouth, he's like, just Google it. Google this, Google that. So when I laugh because I said Google it, it's because that comes into my mind. So you can Google scriptures. Sometimes I would do that. I'd say, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I feel like I'm supposed to look up this topic. So then I'll type in scriptures on, and you could put scriptures on praise, scriptures on depression, on despair. And then you'll see some scripture references pop up and you can click it and you can write it, or you can go look for it in the word yourself, but at least you have a, somewhere to start. So that's where I would start. And then I would write it down on an index card or a sticky note. One time I wrote on my mirror, my, the pastor at my church, he recommended that we wrote the Lord's prayer on our mirror. And so I got my lipstick and I wrote it on the mirror. And it's been probably like a year and a half and it's still there and I'll clean it and then I'll rewrite it. And so that's another way you could do it. You could use your lipstick. You can, maybe I'll show a picture of that, by the way, but you can use your lipstick. You can write it on a sticky note, an index card, keep it with you in, a car, in the car, put it on like your keychain where you have your keys. Um, another thing that I found that was really cool at Hobby Lobby was like this ring and on the ring, it looked like a keychain ring. And on the ring, it had like a bunch of different colored papers. So I would carry that with me for a while. And then I would write down people's prayer requests people that would say, hey, pray for me. And then instead of saying, yes, I'll pray and then forget, I would just write it then and there and then I would remember. But that can be a tool for you to write the different praises and the different prayers that you can come up with through the scriptures that you find on that specific topic. And it'll help you to remember to speak that over yourself when you're feeling anxious and you're feeling worried. And that's a whole nother thing I, I forgot to mention is anxiety and worry too around this time because you're worrying that you don't have enough money to get your kid the newest hottest shebanging toy or something and or you're feeling anxious because you don't know how you're gonna pay your rent or how you're gonna get your kids to school or, or food on the table whatever it is we can get to a place of anxiety and worrying too much and next thing you know we're we're like crippling ourselves from functioning. And that is not of God. He wants us to function. He wants us to be stable and strong so that we're able to be a light unto others. But if we can barely get up out of the rut, how are we supposed to lead others? And that's, that's food for thought. So anyways, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I would write out the things and begin to meditate on that. Read it. Read one scripture if you have to over and over until you get that thing in your spirit, you get that thing in your head to the point that you're singing it. It begins to become part of your praise. So 
pray, meditate on his word. And then the next thing is to praise. So put a melody to that thing or go on YouTube. And there's so many worship songs nowadays, praise songs. Like for me, I would put on like, I thank God. I love me some Maverick City. I'd put them on. I begin to praise. Sometimes I'm like, I want to move my body, but I feel like that's so awkward. And I feel so crazy doing it, but I'm going to do it. And I start leaping and jumping. And I'm like, this feels so weird, but it feels so good at the same time. And next thing you know, as I begin to praise and put that garment of praise on that, that God talks about, I begin to, the problem that I was experiencing, the depression, the despair, the hopelessness faded away. Why? Because I was focusing my attention on God and not on the problem anymore. So I was like, okay, so this is working. And so I would start to do that whenever I had time, I would begin to just praise him. I'm like, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to sing. And in that, I started to, I went from, praising through the scriptures and putting a melody to it or praising with the TV to praising in my own words with the, with the very thing that I was going through. So I would say stuff like, God, I know I'm, I feel depressed right now. I feel like I'm, I'm not going to make it through, but you, I'm going to make it through you and start to sing things like that. And it became even more real because it was coming from my heart and from a place of that heaviness. I was crying out to God. So it's so it's so real and it's so true that the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, it works. I'm telling you guys. So if you can get to that point of just praising and even if I, I understand the depression, some people don't understand because they've never been through it. But there's even times where you can't even get stuff out of your mouth. So if that's you, that's why I say to meditate on his word first. And I'm telling you, then you'll be able to get something out of your mouth to be able to praise him through this thing. So then. One of the next things that I would do to help was to give thanks. And, you know, there's like all kinds of gratitude journals out there nowadays. You could find one on Canva and print it out yourself. You can make up your own or just old fashioned way. Grab a good notebook and start to number. Even if you can only come up with one thing a day, begin to thank God for something. And so at first it was the same three things every day. And I'm like, yo, you, Alexis, come on. Like, you can't be thankful for anything else. So I would really think hard. Cause at first I just like, thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you that I have food. Thank you that I have clothes on my back. And that's what I would say for three days. And it would help. It would get my mind off of me, myself and I, and my mind on him. And so, but as I would continue to be consistent with that, and then there were some days I forgot to do it. So I don't want to sit here and like act like I was perfect with it. There were some days that I praised. And then there were some days where I'm like, nah, bro, I can't do it today. And then there were days that I was consistent with the, the gratitude list. And then there were some days I forgot. But then when I would remember and I would do it, then I would feel and notice the difference. And I'm like, wow, God, there's so many things to be grateful for. So many things to be thankful for. And so something takes place, I'm telling you, in your mind, in your body, when you begin to give him thanks. And then there's even scriptures that say, come into his gates with thanksgiving, come into his courts with praise. Because there's something that takes place as a people that's meant to worship and praise our God. And so that garment just comes on you, just like a garment that you wear in the spiritual realm to displace that heaviness. And so... When you begin with thanksgiving and then you begin to praise and then it leads to something that's 
getting your eyes to focus on our creator, something takes place. And next thing you know, you continue to be faithful with that. And then you'll notice yourself take one step and then another step and then the next step. And then that heaviness is not on you anymore. You break free from that thing. And then how do you get to the place where it doesn't come back? Continue to keep your eyes focused on God. And when you do that, I'm telling you, the thing will break off. And you'll look back and say, man, I remember the day that I used to, just like I'm saying, I'm sitting here testifying to you guys. I remember the day that I was depressed and I always had the loneliness and the hopelessness and the despair and it's never going to work. But I, I, I no longer say that because I got free from that thing because I literally worked to not give in to that feeling and emotion, got my eyes on Jesus and continue to praise and still to this day I praise him because when I praise him when I move my body when I move my feet I sound like I'm singing that song the enemy he doesn't want us to do that like he doesn't want us to to praise him and and to worship God because we're bringing our attention to the one that created us. And so I can't stress that enough. So I'm going to go over that list again so you can write it down and maybe do it in that order, whatever order works for you. Just do something, focus your eyes on him, meditate on his word, pray, praise, give thanks. And I'm telling you that spirit of heaviness will go because that's what that garment of praise is. It's a, it's something in the spirit realm that clothes you. So, when someone says tis the season for seasonal depression and for isolation, and I even caught myself a few times saying, oh, this is the season to hibernate, but it's not funny. That's not funny. Like when you think of someone hibernating, you think like a bear or all these like animals that literally hide, they hide for months until the springtime. And I'm like, we can't be hiding like that, guys. Like if we're meant to if we're meant to be a light, like I said earlier, unto those around us and we're hiding, how are we supposed to be that light? And it talks about that in the scriptures, like a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And so you can't hide. You shouldn't want to hide your light because we're supposed to be shine with the love of Christ. We're supposed to represent him in the earth and we're supposed to be the ones that bring the light in the darkness and not be a coward and hide. And so that's a whole nother thing we could talk about. We don't want to be a coward. If you're a coward, that's sin. And we're not, our whole heart and our whole goal is to to not live in a sin nature, but to live in the nature of Christ. And when we're living in the nature of Christ, when we're walking out all that he's calling us to do, when we focus our eyes on him and others, then there's no time to be depressed. There's no time to focus on, oh, what am I doing? Oh, well, poor is me. It's time to put him and others first before ourselves. And I know the world preaches a whole different message talking about we need to, focus on self and self-care and I'm not telling you to neglect yourself but don't focus on yourself so much so that you don't focus on others because we're as servants servanthood servanthood is us putting our lives laying our lives down for those around us and as leaders if we're aspiring to be leaders leaders are serving those that are around them it's not a a title to be able to be like oh I want to be a leader that's famous so that everyone can like do everything for me you're supposed to do stuff for others and so I hope that this encouraged you and remember that as this season continues you don't have to have that spirit of heaviness 
I pray that that spirit of heaviness would break off of you in your life right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the spirit of depression, the lies of the enemy that's filling your head, I tell those lies to go in the name of Jesus. And I just pray that your mind would be filled with the love of Christ, that you would have a sound mind, that you would have a sound mind in Jesus' name. And I just pray that any torment or anything that you may have that's trying to hold you back, or anything that's brought up or triggered in the season because due to death or grieving or anything like that. I just pray that you would be able to lean on the solid rock, which is Christ in this season, that you would, your eyes would be open to the truth that you don't have to be stuck like this forever and that this will not be a continual pattern or a cycle in your life, but that today is the day to be free in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for all that you're going to do in these ladies' lives. And whether it's them that's experiencing this heaviness or someone that they know, I just pray that you would use them to be a light, but also use the ones that are dealing with the spirit of heaviness. I pray that you would just, that they would understand the revelation of praising you and getting their eyes focused on you and not on the despair and the hopelessness. Father, I even pray that while they're sleeping in the night, that they would have dreams revealing who you are to them, Father, and that they would never be the same again. And I thank you that they're going to be a light for the family members and for the rest of the people that's around them and not held down, not left in the dark, not lonely, not feeling depressed, but a joy to be around and a joy that that only comes from you. And I thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to speak life always and I'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>